Yes, sir. What is going on, y'all? Happy Friday to you all, and welcome to the Coach Coop Podcast for another Friday discussion. And our guest for that conversation today is my brother, Mr. Tyler Hickey. Now, Tyler is a pilot and captain on the U.S. bobsled team. Before bobsled, he played D1 football while studying mathematics and sports science at Davidson College in Charlotte, North Carolina. After graduating from college, Tyler chose to pursue his dream of representing the United States in the Olympics. And that dream became closer to a reality when the U.S. Olympic Committee extended Tyler an invitation to try out for the bobsledding team. At the end of multiple rounds of tryouts, Tyler was one of four recruits to be selected to the team from a pool of 500-plus professional and former collegiate athletes. In the four years that have passed since his first tryout for the U.S. bobsled team, Tyler has gone on to become one of the top five ranked bobsled pilots in the country, competed and won several international competitions, and continues to pursue his dream of competing in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, China. After a word from our sponsors, we're hopping into that conversation. A lot of phenomenal topics are going to be discussed. Great stuff ahead. Tune in. Let's get it. Hey, Coach Coop listeners. Are you tired of biased news and negative headlines flooding your inbox and feed? The Donut is a free daily email newsletter that provides just the facts and a 360-degree view of the day's major headlines. The Donut was born out of a desire to disrupt the news industry and provide frustrated consumers with a solution to news anxiety. Each newsletter includes a circular view of a trending influential topic and a fact-only and opinion-free synopsis of major events in politics, current events, business, technology, and the economy. And the sweetest section, a daily dose of positive stories that remind us the world is still full of good. So what are you waiting for? Get your sweet daily delivery starting now. Visit thedonut.co slash coachcube to subscribe. That's the donut, T-H-E-D-O-N-U-T dot C-O slash coachcube. T-H-E-D-O-N-U-T dot C-O slash coachcube to subscribe. Go and subscribe today and you will not regret it. Make it a great one, y'all. What's up, Coach Coop listeners? I want to share with you about our awesome friends over at Nemus Rush Wealth Management of Raymond James & Associates. Their team takes a long-term approach to financial planning and investment management, carefully coordinating all the pieces, both professional and personal, that are central to your ultimate financial success. They handle the business of managing your wealth, leaving you free to enjoy the business of living it. Call the team, located in Novi, Michigan, to speak with a financial advisor at 248-449-5436. Raymond James & Associates is a member of the New York Stock Exchange and SIPC. Again, the number is 248-449-5436. Call today and tell them Coach Coop sent you. Make it a great one, y'all. Okay, y'all, it is time to get this conversation going, and we have an extremely impressive person on the other end of this line today, um, gone through a lot of ups and downs in his life and his uh, short career thus far, but I know the things that he has learned along the way and the experiences that he's going to share with us today, we're going to learn a hell of a lot from this guy. So 
Um, without further ado, I'm excited to welcome Mr. Tyler Hickey to the conversation today. T, great to have you on, brother, and thanks for taking the time. Welcome, dude. Uh, thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be on here. Really appreciate it. No doubt, dude. No doubt. Let's get it rocking here. And Tyler, if you would, um, I'm starting these conversations off with just a little kind of one-minute synopsis or rundown of the people that I've been having on. So if you wouldn't mind telling the people who you are, where you're from, uh, what you got going on, and just a quick little synopsis of that, I think that'd be an awesome place to start, dude. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so my name is Tyler Hickey. Um, I'm from Geneva, Illinois. I uh, grew up playing football, uh, went on to play college football at, at Davidson here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, after my career at Davidson, I uh, made a sports switch uh, and decided to pursue an Olympic dream uh, in the sport of bobsled. So for the past four years, I've been competing with the U.S. team internationally, uh, representing my country and um, yeah, proud of it. That's so cool. I love it. And, you know, people probably hear bobsled like, damn, you don't hear that from a whole, a whole lot. Um, I can guarantee you there, there is so much to it. It's going to be so cool to learn about it. And we'll, we'll get to that um, in a little bit of this conversation. But to start it off, Tyler, um, Davidson College, football player, stud athlete. Um, first and foremost, I think, you know, I'm kind of a Midwest guy, too, from Detroit. You're a Chicago guy. Um, how did you hear about Davidson College down there in North Carolina? Uh, what, what, what kind of pulled you toward that, that great university? And what was that experience like for you down there? Yeah, man, I, I, I get this question a lot because not many uh, people from Illinois right. find themselves down here at, uh, at Davidson or in Charlotte, nonetheless. Um, you know, I was in, in college. I actually didn't know if I was going to play college football. I didn't know if I wanted to. Um, there was a point where I decided to stop my recruiting process and all that and um, just kind of just enjoy high school um, and just, you know, and just uh, kind of pursue, uh, you know, a normal um, yeah. college, you know, life. You know, I wanted to do a lot of – I wanted to meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends, all those kind of things. Yeah, and, sure. you know, I thought football would be, um, you know, take up a lot of time, as we know um, it yeah. does. And But eventually I decided, you know what, I, I have this passion for the sport. I can't let it go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, reopen kind of my recruiting process, kind of talk to some schools, go to some camps and see what I can do. Um, so for me, I was – my primary focus was going to a, you know, a good academic school. I was um, went to kind of all the Ivy League camps, you know, at, I had Harvard, Penn, uh, MIT, and, um, and and Davidson. You know, I had, I had heard about through my mother actually. She told me it was just, you know it was a good school down in the south, um, kind of one of those hidden Ivies they say. Um, so I thought I'd give it a give it a shot and come to a camp. Um, I remember the the first pass at that camp, I dropped. There you I go. looked at my dad. I looked <laughs> at my dad in the stands. I said, no, this is not happening because this was the last camp I had. Okay. And at this point, I didn't have offers. This was the last camp, last tryout, last time to like kind of, you know, show myself. For sure. Yeah. Um, but from that point on, I don't know what it was. Something flipped. Uh, you know, I caught every pass after that. And, yeah. uh, by the end of the camp, I, I got the offer. And Wow. It's kind of funny, you know, the next few days I started receiving other offers and it was, you know, between a couple of schools, a couple of Northeast and Davidson. And I tell you what, that drive down, down uh, past Lake Norman, there's nothing, there's not much like it. Oh man, <laughs> and, you ain't lying. Uh, that, Absolutely. <laughs> that's what, that's what kept me here. That's what, yeah. uh, that's what swayed my mind. No, that's really cool. I love it. I love it. So, okay. You ultimately decide on Davidson, um, you know, playing D1 football, the whole thing. Um, but ultimately, the experience there for you probably, you know, what, what wasn't ideal and it probably wasn't what you were envisioning um, when you first stepped on campus. Um, 
you know, at the university. So you know, mm-hmm. obviously not too much detail for you here, T, but, you know, if you could talk about what you learned throughout that process, the different injuries that you had and different things that you went through, because um, it was a lot. And I remember you <laughs> with me, and I was just so blown away by your capacity to experience all these different things and still come out on top and still persevere. Um, so, again, nothing too crazy with the detail, but, you know, if you could share some of those things that you went through and how you kind of worked through that, um, I think that stuff's really powerful and people can learn from that. Of course, man. Of course. Um, yeah, college was not what I envisioned. Um, it was not, it was not the parties. It was not, uh, you know, that it's not what you see in the movies, especially yeah. for me. Um, academically, Davidson was very hard. You know, I, I did very well in high school. Um, I, you know, had great grades, could have gone to some good schools, but yeah, when I got to Davidson, man, I was, you know, I was a fish out of water. There was, you know, people there that, you know, academically were just far superior than me, and it and it took a lot for me to keep up. Um, so there's that aspect, football-wise, uh, and I dealt with everything from, you know, concussions, broken collarbones, yeah. uh, t- torn hamstrings, you know, the whole nine yards. But mm-hmm. uh, played for played for three years, um, and in that time, I accrued all those injuries, which was um, quite fun. <laughs> I learned a lot about rehab in the process. Right. Um, in addition to that, you know, I had a lot of uh, a lot of personal things going on uh, during college. Um, my junior year, um, and I've actually never never spoken about this in a in a public platform or you know um, forum, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess here it goes. You know, I battled depression my junior year, right? Uh, severe depression, you know. Uh, and I think for everyone that you know deals with it, it's a little bit different. For me, it was everything from exhaustion. You know, I couldn't get out of bed. It was you know, self-pity, it was sadness, it was just all these things, you know, it just feels like a wave's crashing over you, and um, it was in college that I decided, you know, finally, you know, my senior year to, you know, seek help, you know, right. and saw some counselors, and yeah. uh, talked to some friends, some mentors, you know, I really, you know, sought out, I decided uh, in myself that, you know, part of me biologically, yeah, uh, maybe my serotonin levels are a little lower than most, but guess what? I have the ability to make decisions and choices in my life that will, you know, help me uh, become a better and happier uh, person. And so the the thing I sought out was, you know, what are those things that I can do every single day um, to kind of nurture my nature, uh, as they say. Um, And so, you know, there's a couple of things I learned throughout the process, you know, and and one of the, one of the biggest things that I learned and, carry to this day is is kind of the idea around uh creating momentum with your decisions and your actions and your choices you know um positive choices have a very strong ripple effect you know on, on your next decision and your next decision after that and the same thing goes for negative you know decisions and um the momentum you create is uh makes that next decision so much easier and so in college i decided you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna quit football you know, I'm going to focus on academics and you know what, this, this other thing kind of came to my mind, bobsled, you know, I'm going to train for that. I'm going to give it a tryout. And in two years when I graduate, I'm going to try out for the team, just see what happens. Um, and from that day on, man, I spent every single day, you know, the first thing I did was I created a list and I swear to God on that list, it included things as simple as brush your teeth, take a shower, you know, go to class, um, go to lunch, eat lunch, eat dinner, simple things that most people, you know, don't think twice about. I put on that list and yeah. I can't tell you how good it felt, you know, cross those things off and just create that momentum throughout the day. Um, you know, after class, I go straight to the gym, uh, the gym actually where we met John champions. 
yep. uh, where I used to work in college. I would work until 8 p.m. From 8 p.m. until 10 o'clock at night, I'd work out. And that was my life for over a year. And I tell you what, it was that, that discipline and that momentum that I created that really, um, you know, kind of brought me out of that place um, and, and helped me to see, you know, that, that I was capable of making that change myself within myself. I was not controlled by my circumstances. I had the powers, you know, um, to, to make a change if I yeah. wanted to. That's so incredible. That's so powerful. And there's so many different directions I can go with that. But I guess the first question I would have for you, T, is was it, you know, when you were kind of struggling with that different stuff um, and ultimately you did finally make that decision that you were going to help yourself out and take action and put it on your own shoulders to get better and to find that new perspective. Like, was that kind of an aha moment? Um, was it mentors that kind of came into your life at that point in time that kind of pushing that direction? Um, was it a combination? What did that process and what was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was, um, I'd say it's definitely a combination. Um, you know, this idea of, you know, creating momentum in your life that really came from uh, one of my counselors at the time, you know, I was, you know, in a, in a tough relationship and, he told me something the other day. There was a study performed on people in relationships and marriages and the ones that work, the ones that don't, um, that the average person, you know, performs 23 good acts for every bad act they do in a relationship. Every time you piss off your wife wow. or your girlfriend, you better make her happy 23 more times. <laughs> and I don't know where that number comes from. I don't yeah. know the study. I don't know the background, but I, that stuck with me, you know, and, and it's, it's this idea that um, one thing can, take you back five steps and it might take 23 for you to you know gain six steps wow. so i think that that was kind of planted in my brain you know you know talking with that guy um and that that really kind of grew in me without me knowing it um yeah but there was a time when i realized you know i got to figure this out you know um it was my dream to when i went to davidson in the beginning you know i did not think that just graduating would be you know that huge of a goal but by the end graduating was a huge goal of mine <laughs> awesome. and it was not easy. And so the only right. time I realized, you know, this is, these are the things I need to do graduate. These are the things I need to do to uh, put myself in a position to pursue a dream. Um, I'm not going to, you know, go at it half hearted. And to do that, I had to, you know, change myself, change the way I thought about things in the world around me. Uh, yeah. I mean, in that process, you know, lost a lot of, you know, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself, lost a lot of friends, uh, relationships, things like that. Um, you know, things that I, you know, ended necessarily didn't end in the best ways. You know, some relationships I wish it didn't end at all. Um, but you know, I, I was listening to your, your podcast. I think it was yesterday, actually, you talked about, you know, how every action you make, there's an action that you're not making, you know, and, that, and that's so true that, um, each choice you make is also a choice not to do something else. And right. in your life, you've got to, you've got to make those choices. Um, you know, I, I personally, I like to do a lot of things and prefer when I can use the word and to describe myself, I do this and this, okay. um, I try to avoid situations where it's an, or, you know, where two things are, you know, completely different and it's one or the other, but those oh. things happen. You, I mean, there's, they come across, they come across, all the time in your life where you have to make a decision, one thing or the other. And uh, I think those are the decisions that really carry the most weight and uh, into what you end up doing down the road. Yeah, that's dope. That's incredible. That's incredible. And that kind of reminds me of a Lou Holtz quote. And I'm going to ask your opinion on this. And um, mm -hmm. I, I want to say it was four things that he said, if you have present in your life, you're probably going to be a good spot. 
And it was number one, something to look up to. Number two, someone to love. Number three, something to do. And then number four is always something to look forward to. So kind of mm -hmm. mind or something else that's kind of in the near future that you can shoot for and strive for, whatever that may be, no matter where you're at in life, if you're five years old or if you're 90 years old. Um, he said, if you can live by those four things, then more times than not, you're going to be okay. So mm -hmm. when you said, you know, you decided to quit football and you decided that you wanted to pursue this bobsledding thing, um, do you think that, um, you know, obviously you wrote that list and you did all these different things, but because you established and you had something to look forward to, that it provided some sort of hint of hope in your life. So it gave you something to strive for. And now that newfound purpose is what re-energized you a little bit. Because sometimes to me, and I found this in my own life and others too, when they don't seem like they have something to strive for or look forward to, hope is lost. And that's where you, you kind of fall into that rut. So do you think that's what maybe got you out of the whole, obviously not the whole thing, but was that maybe a piece of the puzzle in terms of what helped you get through that stuff? No, I think you hit the you know, nail on the head with this one. Um, you know, put in perspective, uh, I've been competing a bobsled for, you know, four years now, um, you know, spent, spent thousands of dollars to compete in the sport. It's not a sport where we make, we make money. Um, you know, you have to invest in yourself financially, your time, all these things. I've invested a lot doing it. And, Today, I, I have, I've not been to an Olympic Games. My dream is to go to the you know, 2022 Games in Beijing, China. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, baby. And I get asked all the time, you know, like, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Well, you, what you're describing is, you know, a journey towards something. And yeah. that is the exact reason why I would say why I do it. Um, you know, people say all the time, you're like, what if you don't make the Olympic team? Um, and I say, guess what? I bobsled still was one of the greatest things that I've ever had in my life yes. you know it brought me out of a place it, it taught me so many things so every step of the way up to this point I've learned something new um, I've created experiences relationships all these different things you know and it's all for this thing in the future that I have not you know attained yet um, and may never attain but that's just really besides the point you know, yeah. whether I make the Olympic team or not in 2022 I can, yes. I can for sure look back on this time of my life and say you know you spent it well um, you, you grew, um, all these things that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of and happy, happy for. And, um, but yeah, it, it absolutely is that thing in the future that everyone needs yep. to strive for. Um, you know, you can't stay stagnant, right? No, absolutely not. That's, that's, that's exactly the whole point of it. And you need something to look forward to, to keep that hope alive. And if you can do that, then there you go. Um, it, it still gives you something. So, Okay. Wow. Not, not, now you really got me going. Damn it. There you got me going. All right. So now you had this goal in mind. You are pursuing bobsled. Awesome. Um, you know, you, you're graduated now and now you have to take that next step to make that dreamy reality. What does that process look like? Some, some, I know people out there like Bob's like, how, how the hell do you even get that? Like, you know, to in Alaska to do that? Like, like, how does that work? Like, what was kind of the next step um, in, in terms of pursuing that goal? Yeah, so the the first thing, you know, bobsledders, we come from all over all over the place. You know, there's no geography or sport that defines bobsledding. I'd say the most common sports are, you know, ex-football players, uh, track athletes, uh, soccer players, things like that. Because no one grows up doing the sport. In fact, you know, it's pretty much illegal to, you know, get in a bobsled, I think, until you're probably 10 years old. So, <laughs> But when you're 10, you're playing with football. Um and so we all come from these different backgrounds, different sports. Some play professionally. You know, I've got a friend, a teammate of mine who uh, silver medalist in, um, 
in the uh, Summer Olympics in the 4x100. You know, another friend, Sam McGuffey, was an NFL you know, running back. I'm sure yeah, everyone who's absolutely. listening to this has seen his highlight tape, his high school highlight tape. Yeah. Jumping over over dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we come from all walks of life. So what they do to recruit you, you know, they, they one, they look for these athletes and then two, they invite them to a combine. So it's very similar to an NFL combine. You, um, you sprint, you jump, you throw, you, you lift and everything's scored objectively, you know, zero to a hundred points. And you've got to meet a certain number to, make it to the next round and then you've got to be in a certain percentile of the people remaining to make it to the next round, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. So start off roughly 500 athletes, you know, from around the country, D one professional tried out um, for this sport. And it was really just a test of, test of, you know, basic athleticism at the beginning. Um, I was able to kind of pass those tests and perform quite well. Um, I won my combine and was invited to the Olympic training center in New York for a uh, push championship so this is the first time we actually you know apply our skills I guess to the sport you know okay. pushing a heavy object <laughs> so um, went to Lake Placid uh, competed in the push championships you know did well in that as well had the opportunity to compete in team trials in Lake Placid and Park City uh, at this time I was a brakeman uh, which is the guy who pushes the sled and just gets in um, and rides it from there um, that's the guy in the back and in part Yep, he's the guy in the back. Guy in the back, got it. Um, and, and your job in that position is to get the sled moving as fast as possible and as okay. the shortest time amount as possible. And, um, you know, it is a hugely important role um, and a very specific type of person is required to be a good brakeman uh, beyond just athleticism. Gotcha. Um, and so after uh, – actually in, in Park City, uh, I got my first crash. Uh, so – Yes, you know, I did. We uh, we flipped over out of curve six. You know, I got dragged by the sled for about three quarters of a mile. Ugh. You know, get out get out of the track after you know the sled stops eventually. What people don't realize is that you finish uphill. So when you crash, you actually you know go up the uphill and then you go back down the downhill and then you go back down the down. It's like a being in a bowl, so you're going yeah. back and forth, back and forth. So that might be the worst part of the crash. Um, but I get out and I. My coach says, you know, are you all right? You're right. And with my background, of, you know, in football and my history of concussions, the first right. thing I'm thinking is like, okay, is my brain good? Is my, my neck good? All those, all those checked out fine. So I was like, you know, my shoulder hurts a little bit. You might want to check it out. And so he takes my shirt off. And you hear the worst words you ever want to hear from a <laughs> medical practitioner. And they were, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so he looked at my back and he saw just, you know, the skin was gone. <laughs> you know, it was down yeah, to the bone. Third degree burns, the whole nine yards. Uh, and it was that point that I decided to make the switch to become a pilot. I wanted to put the, <laughs> put the, you know, my destiny in my own hands. Uh, and so, yeah, really since, the, yeah, past three years, four years, I've been training as a pilot. Um, currently top uh, five ranked in the, in the country. And uh, yeah. I've had the honor, the incredible privilege of, you know, competing internationally and, in, you know, meeting competing alongside some of the best athletes in the world um, under some of the best coaches in the world. And, and you know, under the best country in the world. So it's, it's, it's an incredible honor. Absolutely. And to everyone out there, he is not embellishing in terms of down to the bone with the scab or cut, whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to label or classify that as just like skin gone, muscle gone, like bone and flesh. You know, you want to throw up looking at this thing. Like it, it was, it was, it was a sight um, to see, to not be seen, to not be seen. Uh, maybe we'll post it with this, uh, with this link. Here. 
yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So, so now you make the transition to a pilot. You've been in it for four years now. Um, and I'm sure you can go a number of different ways with this. Answer, but, you know, what, what, what is maybe the best part about being involved with the U.S. Bobsled team and also maybe one of the most challenging parts at the same time as well? Mm. Yes. Uh, great question. I'll start with the good. So, yeah. you know, the best part about this sport um, – you know, not many people at 26 can say that they can still compete at an elite level. And I take that as an absolute uh, blessing, you know, um, that I'm able to do so. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. You know, athletes were a different breed. We, we crave competition. We live for it. And to be able to, you know, still do that is, is amazing. Um, you know, one of the, you know, the things that people don't think about very often that I love about the sport is, it's, it's international nature. Um, you know, the Olympics has this unique ability to bring people and, and cultures and, and countries together that never would otherwise. Right. So I've always made it a point every, every race I go to, every training session I go to, wherever it may be, um, to engage with the people from the other teams, uh, to try and learn from them, talk to them. Um, thankfully, most of them speak, you know, very fluent English. So, you know, yeah. Uh, we can have great conversations and even when they can't, I mean, I, I can tell you a funny story. I spent, you know, two hours at, at this bar in, in Lake Placid, New York, where the Olympic training center is at after a race with the Chinese team. I didn't speak a word of Chinese. They didn't speak a word of English, but we spent two hours having an absolute blast together. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. We were, we were talking about our hands, our expressions with pictures. You know, we had an amazing time and just experiences like that. Holy crap. There's very few places that you could find. Yeah. develop those kind of relationships you know for sure and uh, yeah so that, i'd say that's my the the best part about sport um and of course competing you know you know for my country that is uh something that i don't take for granted and it's an incredible honor every day that i that i get to do so and i will be right. thankful for every day that i get to in the future um but in terms of you know the bad there's, there's a lot of challenges with the sports uh the, the most obvious one being financial um we we're not one of the big four sports. We're not soccer, football, baseball, basketball, you know, um, hockey. We're, you know, we're bobsledding. We're a sport that's, that everyone knows, but only comes around, you know, every four years. But what people don't realize is every single year we're competing for that moment, that Olympic moment. So um, while people, you know, you know, are at you know, home in the winter, you know, watching basketball or hockey, you know, us bobsledders are out in the frigid cold, you know, negative 20 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit in Russia, you know, riding our bobsleds trying to prepare for the next game. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, definitely a financial challenge to and struggle to um, create those opportunities. In our sport, it's all about opportunity, you know, the opportunity to compete, to train, to travel. You, you have to be um, – a businessman along with an athlete, you have right. to you know, work, you have to be professional, you have to find ways to support your, your passion and your dream and your teammates passion. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the most obvious one, but I would say personally, the, the biggest challenge in the sport is um, the sacrifices that you make in terms of relationships. You know, um, I have, I have not seen some of my best friends, in, you know, in, in years, you know, I, I saw my friends from high school for the first time in, I think, four years, um, about a month ago. It was awesome. It was so great to see them. It was like I never left. Um, and really, I owe that to them to just, you know, kind of remembering who I was and, 
you know, I had, I had, I had wanted to see them for so long. Never had the opportunity. Um, John, I haven't seen you in a couple of years at this point, you know, same, right, same deal. Right. You got so much going on. I've got, you know, so much going on myself traveling and training, um, you know, and, and relationships, you know, I, I've always, I've always said um, that I, that I truly, truly believe the greatest thing I'll ever do is, is get married and have kids. And I believe that all my heart, you know, Olympic gold, you know, no Olympics does not matter. Um, that will be the greatest thing I ever do. And, and the reality is that in pursuing this sport, I've had to sacrifice, you know, some very close relationships Yeah. Um, that, um, you know, you know, they're, they're not easy to, um, deal with for anyone, uh, whether it's the sport that you, you've got going on, whether it's your job that gets in the way, whether it's just life that gets in the way sometimes, you know, uh, these things happen, but, um, I tell you what I'm looking forward to is when I'm, when I'm done with this sport, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I don't know who it's going to be, when it's going to be right <laughs> to get married and be a father, man. And just, and just tell kids stories about my crazy winter sleigh rides incredible yeah and that's probably what they'll think it is too yeah dad was just going for, for, for a sled right down the hill and you'd be like yeah okay all right dad was santa claus yeah exactly right right <laughs> i love it well the reality situation is you are not done because you've got some incredible news as of the last couple of weeks with the new sponsorship so please share that with us because mm-hmm. i know that was a huge jolt a huge jump, a huge momentum booster for you in terms of your career with this thing. And it's going to leapfrog you into the future. So um, make people aware that is, cause I think it's, uh, it's going to be so cool for you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, yeah. So, so our, our sport comes down to three things and that's the athletic, that's the push, and that's the drive and that's your equipment that you're in. And uh, bobsled is an arms race in, in a lot of ways, you know, it, you know, it's all about aerodynamics. Um, there's so much engineering that's involved in designing these things. And, uh, the reality is to compete on the best equipment in the world, you need to find someone that, you know, believes in you, that supports you, that, uh, wants to join this journey with you. And I'm very fortunate and thankful, um, to have, you know, signed a sponsorship recently within the last couple of weeks with a company called, uh, National Tire Wholesale, NTW, um, who has sponsored me to buy, uh, and there's no other way to say it, the fastest sled in the world. Um, this sled wow. won the gold medal in the 2018 Winter Olympics um, yep. for Canada. So, you know, of those three things, we've got, you know, the boxes checked, right? There's, yep. we, we are in the best we can be in, you know? Um, and so that is a huge opportunity for me and uh, a huge blessing for me. You know, you know, now it's, for the past couple of years, it's been a struggle, you know, dealing with equipment issues, you know, using outdated equipment, um, kind of whatever's, you know, around, you know, you, you know, now that I have this, uh, I'll truly kind of be on the same, you know, playing field as, you know, the rest of the countries around the world, the other athletes on team USA. Um, so, and, and it'll put our team in a better position to be successful as well. So um, now it's kind of nice. I get to actually, you know, focus on, some of the things that I can tr- control, like, uh, you know, like my athletic fitness uh, and my driving, you know, um, you know, I can really truly go back to being solely an athlete. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. And I love it. And I guess to everybody else out there, T, is if there's a way that they maybe they want to sponsor you, they just want to learn more about your story, um, or they just want to learn more about you in general, is there a place they can go to or find you um, that would kind of help them along in that process? Of course, of course. Yeah. So, um, 
social media is, is my primary platform for, I guess, communicating what's going on with me, with my team, um, with any updates and things like that. So on Instagram, it's uh, Ty underscore Hickey. That's T-Y underscore H-I-C-K-E-Y. Okay. And on uh, Facebook, that's Tyler Hickey. I think I've got a page there that I'm kind of uh, revamping right now, um, working with, uh, with a marketing team uh, to develop some new cool content. Um, Awesome. You know, some sponsorships this week. So if you follow those, uh, you'll get all the updates on what's going on with me and the rest of Team USA. Um, I appreciate the follow, honestly. Um, this sport and this this passion, and it's not just me. It's, it's nearly every Olympic athlete or Olympic hopeful you know, is in the situation where it's the family around them, the, the people around them that make it happen, you know. Right. You know, if I'm, if I'm sitting in Beijing 20, in 2022 – I mean, I can look at, you know, my sponsor, Randy Eisen saying, listen, you, you had a huge part in making this happen. You know, I can look to my family and say, your emotional support made this happen. It's, it's yep. so true. It takes a village. Um, so whether it's just, uh, you know, a friendly good luck uh, or you're interested in sponsorships, you know, feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to you. No doubt. No doubt. And I cannot wait to see what happens. All the faith in the world because one of the most hardest working dudes, toughest dudes, um <laughs> that i know hands down bar none um and many talents too don't let him fool you all he's not just an athlete i mean you want to talk about mathematics uh, <laughs> uh law schools and the future of this guy he's not going to tell you that stuff but i mean you want to talk about a well-rounded individual um, a person of character and, and, and integrity and just someone that you want to get behind um tyler hickey is that guy so i greatly greatly encourage everybody at the very least just go check him out and hear more about his story and stuff like that because um it is truly remarkable and it's something that we can all learn from um without question so um and i guess just to kind of wrap it up tyler last question i want to ask you um that i think is the most important thing to hear it from your mouth and, and what your kind of long-term vision for your life is um and the question is this dude 50 60 70 80 years down the road your time has come and gone. Um, you've passed away. You're in your grave. Tyler Hickey is no more on this earth, but the impact that he has is still left over. And the people that you knew and that you experienced and you were around are still talking about you. And at that point in time, what do you want people to say about you and the mark that you left on them and this world? Yeah, I got to be honest. I saw this question and uh, you made me relive my entire life, you know, in a matter of 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of a, a nice experience. It's kind of cool to look back on, you know, what I've experienced so far. But, you know, when I, if you would have asked me this question three, four years ago, you know, I would have wanted everyone to like me. I wanted, you know, make everyone happy. Uh, I would have wanted to be a person that every single person uh, remembers, um, in, in, a, in a great way. And I've realized over time that the reality is that no matter what you do, um, no matter where you go, what you pursue, you know, you're always going to have people that um, just for one reason or another might not like you or support you in what you're doing, but that's okay. Uh, for me, when I, when I look at 40, 50, 60 years from now, um, I think about those special people in my life. That, those are the ones that I care about and the way that they look at me. That'll be my, like I said, my wife, my kids, my family, uh, my grandparents, my my close friends, those are the guys, the, the people that I that I hope when you know 60, 70 years, however many years, who knows with science and you know medicine these days, right. um, however long it lasts, um, I want them to look back and and you know 
say that here's a guy who was not afraid to pursue a dream. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are, um, for one reason or another, afraid to pursue something um, great. Um, and that does not have to be just in sports. That can be in anything. That could be in, you know, being a great husband. That could be being great at your job, um, a great businessman, uh, a great mentor, whatever it is. I think some people, I think a lot of people um, shy away from trying to pursue that. Out of feel out of fear of failure, yeah. Um, and whether I succeed or not in in this dream, you know, uh, my hope is that people look back and say, you know, he gave it a shot and he gave it everything he had. So, um, yeah. Ah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, because there's greatness in all of us, and uh, we just got to pull it out. And that can certainly be a scary thought or process sometimes, but it's in there. It's in there. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you allow it to manifest, it will definitely surface. And it might not be easy, but um, in my opinion, it'll always be worth it. No doubt about it, but, um, For sure, that's bro. fantastic, dude. Well, T, well, I, I want to end right there. And, um, just to, in kind of culmination here, I really appreciate you and I appreciate your friendship and the things that you have taught me along the way about sacrifice and hard work and relationships and, um, quite literally physically or mentally, or emotionally, sometimes just putting all on the line and, and, and betting on yourself and, yeah, um, those are kind of the things that are the forefront of my mind when I think about you, and I just can't wait to see what unfolds. And wishing nothing but the best, and um, just appreciate your time and your friendship, and um, love you, dude. Awesome. Yeah, love you too, man. Appreciate it. Thank you again for you know having me on here, getting the opportunity to talk about some things I haven't talked about in a long time. Yeah, getting to talk to you, haven't talked to you in a long time. Yeah, um, and I and I hope you know someone somewhere can take you know two seconds from this and. Uh, learn something fantastic perfect and i know they most certainly will do that and uh yeah it's fantastic so awesome thanks brother and to everybody else out there um that's a phenomenal conversation right there and that's exactly what it was it's a conversation it's a moment in time it's connecting with somebody else that maybe you've talked to yesterday you haven't talked to in four years you just never know so as we go into the weekend um one of two things i encourage you to have that conversation with somebody it doesn't matter who it is but have one with someone and make it meaningful and make it purposeful. And secondly, learn from that person because um, we can all learn from each other. We just have to have that perspective and that open mind to do so, uh, which takes effort, which takes courage. Um, but again, we all have that inside of us. We just have to unleash that and be pur purposeful with it. So um, I'm going to leave us out with that. And I cannot wait to be back here on Monday with you guys. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for everything that you've done for me with this thing thus far. And we're still rocking it out and keeping it going. So have a fantastic weekend, everybody. God bless you all. Coach Coop.